Hey, 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 Brandon Beliso here. You're living your best life. It is Friday, June 10th, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the West Coast. And this is Success Never Sleeps, where we as a collective, you know, we're looking for new, innovative, early adopter, disruptive ways of running our business. That's why we're in business. You know, I spoke yesterday at Promac, and it's a big event, and I was talking about maximizing the student experience. And as I always do at the end, I tell everybody, don't listen to me. Don't listen to anybody. The joy of being an entrepreneur, the joy of being an innovator, the joy of being a small business is that you get to fulfill your version of success, your dreams, your vision. The hard part is taking that vision and turning it into success, right? That's the hard part. That is the hard part, is it not? How do we turn that vision into success? Wow. And that's where we we feel doubtful. We feel fearful. So when our way doesn't work the first time, I'm a failure. So let me hire this guru. Let me go there. Let me do that. No, but if you can embrace failure is part of your success, and it's forever going to be part of your success, then you're okay with that. Because ultimately, you're the one that makes the choices. You're the one that has to take action. And if every time you fail, you get you know scared, and you don't want to take chances anymore, so you conveniently outsource your social media to somebody, right? You're a small business. There's no reason for that. You should be mastering your, your, your social media right? So when you get big enough, then yeah, you can outsource it if you want. But at least by that point, your vision will be clear, your message will be clear, your brand will be clear, your communication, all of that will be dialed in. That'll be dialed in. And so when I talk about that, it unnerves people. You know, I'm working with my clients in wisdom right now, and they go, this is a lot of work. Yes, it is. It's not nine to five. You don't go to work at 9 a.m., finish at 5 p.m., and wait for a paycheck every two weeks. You're a small business owner. You're going to work your butt off. And if you're not ready to do that, then go get a day job. Cool, cool, cool. So thank you to my big sponsors, as always. I love my sponsors and, and what they give to me. Who are they? We have Market Muscles, My Studio, Kids Love Life Skills, and LC Accounting. I believe they're all, respectively, some of the best at what they do. And it's important that you align yourself with people of values and are innovators. I talked about that yesterday. They were saying, well, what CRM systems better? I said, none of them, because you're going to have challenges because they're always updating. They're always bettering their product. And every time that happens, there is like, you know, that upheaval. And if you're not cool with that in technology, then stay with pen and paper and use an Excel spreadsheet. I'm serious because great software, much like your iPhone, I look at my iPhone every week, there's some kind of update, update, update. That is an earmark of great software. So if you're not okay with that process, then I don't know what to tell you. Hey, we got Jason Smith from Chipley, Florida, James Walker, David Oakley. Hey, what's happening, David Oakley? You share it to your pages on LinkedIn. David, thank you, sir. I am grateful to you for that. Sasha, share it with everybody in Germany. Wake them up. Tell them to hang out with us. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So what do I got coming up, folks? Well, of course, we have It's Time Live Believe, August 13th through 16th, right here in San Francisco, California. You know, I said that to somebody yesterday. They were blown away by my hour presentation. I looked at them in front of everybody on the microphone. I said, come hang out with me in San Francisco. Imagine what it would be like if we're out walking, sitting on a rock all day. 
right? They looked at me like, whoa, right? Because it is a wonderful experience. The four days is just like unlike anything out there. It is a retreat. It is system, staff, curriculum development, your brand, your social media, everything, your culture, your why, your purpose, but it's personal development. I find that this, my mindset is vital to my success. And if I can dial in my mindset, the potential, the potential, uh, to be successful is really, really high. But it doesn't matter if you don't have the right mindset. And I was talking to a potential client yesterday and he says, yeah, I know I'm supposed to read, but I don't. I said, sir, you need to read. I don't care if you listen to books on tape or Kindle or whatever. If you're not reading actively, which again, in any great small business owner, any great entrepreneur, we're always reading, we're always studying. Always, always, always. If you're not willing to read, then get out of the game, right? So it's easy to make excuses about that, but you got to read. Hey, what's happening? Thank you for that compliment, Ashton. So click on right there, QR code, you right there, QR code, scan that QR code. We have the one day, the two day, and the four days. Only seven spots left on the four day. I really would love you to be there. Plan it now. Because we're doing it in August, we're going to do more outdoor stuff, which I'm really excited about. And of course, Sam Anu will be my special guest. Sam is my financial advisor, one of them. He's my guru and good friend. Sam is brilliant at what he does. I love Sam as a friend, as a person, his values. And, and the reason I think he's so valuable, because... 99% of the wealth in our industry is controlled by 10% of the school owners. You with me? 99% of the wealth is controlled by 10% of the school owners. So that means the other 90% are just getting by, created a job for themselves. They're a terrible boss. What I love about Sam is that Sam um, has one school and over the decades, he's learned to invest effectively and he's a multimillionaire. And you hear about stories like that all the time. Janitor dies and he has $8 million, right, in his bank account. It's not impossible. You don't have to own multiple schools to create a great retirement for yourself and financial freedom. You don't. You just have to be smart. You have to be strategically sound. So I love bringing Sam out, and he has helped many school owners become millionaires. So Sam will be here for the two-day and the four-day only, not the one-day. Everybody got that? Everybody got that? All right. So what is today all about? Building a rock star team, right? We all have challenges building a rock star team. We know that. We all do, right? And with the great resignation here in America, I don't know what it's like in Germany, Sasha, sir, but we have a huge amount of people that are resigning, quitting their jobs, right? And I've learned the data in the past year, the people who quit their jobs a year ago because they want something with more purpose, better pay, et cetera, et cetera, the average person who's quit has had three jobs since then. So the great resignation hasn't worked. They've left. They're still unhappy. They still don't know what I want to do. They're bouncing from job to job. And eventually that's going to come to bite them in the ass. I'm going to tell you why. Because you see somebody, you look at their resume. Oh, you worked here for two months. Oh, you worked here for two months. Oh, you worked here for two months. That shows inconsistency on your part as an employee. So again, with the great resignation, with the upheaval, with people wanting more purpose, building a rock star team is even harder than it's ever been. Harder, harder. Yes, harder than it's ever been. So with that said, you know, we're going to get into this. I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to share my screen with you. And that's my goal today. Let's see if this works. Will this work? Will this work? Ah, there you are. 
right there. Can everybody see that okay? Tell me that you can see that, Marco. Everybody see that? I want to make sure everyone can see that. And you still see me up in the corner there? Everybody got me, got me, got me? Tell me that we're good. And then I'll continue with this, Marco. Put in the comments, can you see the slides and see my my little head in the sky there on the right-hand side? It looks good. Thank you, Marco. Love you, my brother. Okay, so building a rock star team, and that is forever. You know, I own a home. I've remodeled it so many times in the 15 years. There's upkeep. There's maintenance. There's huge investments at time, right? You know, I mean, when we remodeled my house completely, I won't tell you what that cost, but it was a major project. And I believe we're in the same position right now. We're all in that position right now with our teams. We cannot manage and grow our bench strength and team like we used to. It is a whole different day. It's a whole different race. It's a whole different space. So I want you to try to empty your cup and try to shift from a fixed mindset. Really open yourself up to this early adoption, early adoption, right? And when I study tech companies like Meta and Apple, now their budgets are much different, but they're paying people a lot more money. They're creating different environments. I think I shared that story when I went to speak at Meta, which is formerly Facebook. I was speaking on leadership to the global marketing team. I got out of my car in the parking structure and it sounded like someone was playing their stereo really loud in their car. And I look over and they had a live DJ in the parking lot. And it wasn't Friday, it was a Wednesday. I'm going to myself, do they have a live DJ to greet everybody when they come to work every day? Wow, what a trip, right? But what I'm sharing with you is is under that maximizing a student experience I was speaking about yesterday under Maslow's hierarchy of needs. People have the need to belong. And the more you can make your team feel like they belong, they're of value to you, they're important, then you know you got to rock that out. You got to rock it out. Rock it out, rock it out. So empty your cup, open your mind. All right. Staff development is the single biggest challenge in the martial arts industry. The million dollar question is why? Well, the answer is as simple as it is complex. So for a moment, why do you believe you have challenges with staffing? Right, write them down. That's what this open space is for. I want you to write it down. You know, well, I believe my biggest challenges in staffing is being able to pay enough, right? Being able to pay enough, especially here in California. Paying people enough money is always going to be a huge challenge, right? And, and I believe we underpay people to begin with. Hey, Joey Velas. We underpay people to, to, to begin with. So we can go off things like, well, a fitness instructor makes this or a preschool teacher makes that. I think it really comes down to, again, using Maslow's hierarchy of needs. One of the big challenges is for us as the architect of our business is to truly understand what our people need. My guys, two of them have bought houses during the pandemic. TJ, Lucas just bought a condo. So what are his needs? property tax. What are his needs? You know, he's going to want to get married. What are his needs? He's going to have to support his kids, right? I don't want to lose my guys just because they have kids. I want to pay them more money. So it's apples and oranges. I don't believe there is a ceiling on what we should pay people in our industry, but the bottom is minimum wage. And if I can pay a couple of dollars above minimum wage right out of the gate, then I'm going to draw from a better talent pool. You feel me? So that's important. Hey, Jonathan, what's up, sir? How are you, sir? And the bottom is minimum wage. And minimum wage out here is $16 and something cents an hour. So again, being able to position ourselves to pay people better is really, 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 really 
should be your priority. And I believe one of the reasons that's a challenge from most school owners' mindset, you look at payroll as an expense. I have shifted my mindset huge, you know, coming through this pandemic and coming out of it. Payroll is not an expense. Payroll is an investment. It is an investment. So when you can view it that way and you create that position where you look at your your people and they are an investment to you, then the amount of money you spend on that will no longer be a challenge. So that's a big one. Everyone put them in the comments. What are some of your challenges? Can anyone put something in there for me? I'm looking. Ricardo, is to pay enough, good. Another challenge is that instructors move on with their lives, either going to college, Air Force, moving to other states, et cetera, and training instructors very time-consuming. It is. It is. It follows the line, Ricardo, with that same theory. It takes six times as much marketing dollar to get a new student as, as it does to keep the existing one. Same thing with staff. It takes six times as much investment to train a staff member than to keep the one you have. So I believe, Ricardo, you know, there is A, B, and C players, right? A player, you know they're going to do this for life and stay with you forever. B player, they're the people that are going to get a black belt, work through through high school, and then probably through college if they go local. And if they go away to college, they come home every summer and work for you. Okay, and then the C players and you got to be okay with them. They're not not valuable. The C player are the group that is going to um, just work with you through high school and go off to college. Not everybody's meant to do the martial arts forever. You feel me? So we want to be mindful of that. So number one is pay. Two is people leaving. Right. And if people are leaving you, that's because from day one, Ricardo, you should be planting seeds. My books are open. People know how much money my company makes. People know how much money I have. People see what I've accumulated through this, right? I live in, I think it was $2.7 million. It's really crazy right now here in California, but my home is well over $2 million, right? I live in a very nice neighborhood. I'm able to save for my retirement. My kids don't go without. My wife doesn't go without. I'm very blessed. I feel very grateful for that. And, And that's huge for us. And I can now say two of my guys have bought homes through the pandemic. I'm grateful for that. I can say my team has medical siphons. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful I can say my team has vacation with pay. I'm grateful for that. See, so again, creating a company, Ricardo, that people want to work for is a huge priority, sir. And that's one you should be working on. Cool? All right. So is this you and does it work? Fraternity versus currency culture, right? And this is a big one. And I say fraternity. And you could put yes and no. You can take a screenshot, do this every way you want. You are lucky I let you teach. It is an honor. Put that in the comment. How many of you have heard that before? Where, where they made you upgrade into a leadership program. So you're charging me more money and I'm teaching you for free because it's part of my program. Now, I understand internships, but you know what? Most internships across the board today are paid internships. Do you hear me? Paid internships. Are you with me? Paid internships. So you want to be mindful of that. Teaching is part of your upgrade program. I don't know about that, folks. I I think that's way outmoded and it needs to stop. Hey, Leroy. Leroy Perez, what's happening, sir? Ashton, what do you do when you pay them well? They have benefits. You have trained your staff, but they still but the staff still struggles being their vest. That's a good one, Ashton. I'll come to that in a moment. If you pay somebody really well and they don't do their job really well, then we need to train them better. And, and I, I, this is a good one. This is an old, old thing in the industry. 
retrain, relocate, or replace, right? You have multiple locations. Sometimes it's just a matter of moving them to a different shift, maybe shift them from after school, you know, instead of the mat. There's a bunch of ways to do that. Another one is replace. Sometimes someone's not a good fit. You know, I gave somebody a 25% raise last November and they quit at the end of December. Some people just need to move on. Money's not the issue. They need to do what they believe they need to do. That's it. That's the long and short, Ashton. And I know that can be frustrating. I just gave you a 25% raise and you're quitting, right? It's going to happen. And sometimes we have to recognize people are not a good fit. They're not. And the, the saying, I believe that should stand, be you know, make it hard to hire, easy to fire, right? Just really, if you hire the wrong person to begin with, because you need a warm body on the floor, and we all experience that with things like after school and day camp, you know, we're going to set ourselves up for a world of hurt, especially if trying to cultivate this long-term employee. We did that once as an experiment. We hired a rock star. So we paid them better than the majority of our team. And they were the biggest pain in my ass ever. They behaved like a freaking Kyrie Irving, James Harding type person, right? They were never a team player. They only thought of themselves first. And it was huge. Very, very challenging. Very challenging. Speaking of Sam, Sam's talking to me right now. And he's telling me this is what I should be buying in this moment. And I will buy something. I'm going to buy me some apple. Yes, I am. I love apple. All day, every day. See, I just bought some apple. And so we want to be mindful of that, right? Sometimes there's just not a good fit and you have to be ready to fire them. You know, we had that challenge this week in camp. I can't teach you to care. I can't teach certain things right? Because it's humanistic and there's certain human qualities. Yes, you can develop a habit over time, but certain people are lazy people and they choose to be lazy and that's the way they operate. Okay, great, fine. Some people don't want to listen, right? We have, we have a, a, a no cell phone policy and we had somebody in our camp this week on their cell phone. Hey, time's up, pencils down. Didn't we say those cell phones need to be away, right? And, and to that, that, those are really basic human things, Ashton, that if you recognize they're not a good fit and you pay them really, really well, then maybe you need to let them go, sir. Right? You get to clean the school like Karate Kid. That's a bunch. I don't know about that. You can come in on weekends to do special events. I don't know about that. And all that for free. You're going to make me do that for free. Did we say that right? I can do that for free. You know, so I want to be really mindful of that, that I don't behave that way in my business. And then I think that old mentality of always hire from within. We can do that. I can always hire from within, but you limit your talent pool with this thinking. And not every black belt is meant to teach folks. You know, they're not. And then, you know, I want to be mindful that they have drunk that Kool-Aid and are minions. I don't want a bunch of minions. I want critical thinkers. I want people that can work autonomously, right? And they often do not challenge you to raise the bar. They're simply fall in line people like sheep. They do what they're told. They never challenge you because you're the master. They're the lowly student and they function like minions. You cannot grow your company that way. You cannot create, create leaders if they simply are followers. You with me? All right. Put all that stuff in the comment. All right. Company people live for right? And you can put again, what do you currently offer? And look at everything I have on the left. And I want you to talk about 
you know, what is it that you currently offer, right? Purpose, not sales driven. I think that's really important. And again, I experienced that, right? I gave someone a 25% raise and they left, right? Because the purpose didn't align with their personal values anymore at this point in their growth, right? We had another real rock star leave and I hope he chooses to come back. And he'd been with us 12 years since he was a little bitty kid and he needed to go out there in the world. And it's not like the jobs are any greater. Worked at a, I don't know, a grocery store. He's worked at a, uh, pet store, a couple of things, but he needs to explore. Sometimes it has nothing to do with you. But if you create a purpose-driven company, every piece of data has proven, folks, that through something like a pandemic, a dot-com bus, a mortgage crisis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, guess what? Guess what? Those companies survive and thrive. And for that, I'm very, very proud of that. Very proud. Let's see who else is visiting, hanging out. Keep your questions coming. Put them in the comments. I dig them all. A values-based culture. Again, if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. Uh, When I talk about a values-based culture, I said this the other day because somebody had posted, you know, we're not a community. We're a culture, right? Culture without community is simply a cult. So when I talk about a values-based culture, be mindful, our culture is rooted in our community and that's of service. It's being accountable to our community. That's very important to me, very important because that community sustains us and we sustain by giving back to that community, being part of the community and being accountable to the community. So what are some of the values? Service, that's a big one in one martial arts. That's with me as a person. They know that I'm a giver in our martial arts industry. I did give and I'm giving to you right now, right? So being a values-based culture, what else? Respect, treat people the way you want to be treated. What else? Empathy, to understand how people see and think things. What else? Community, right? A team working together to make life better. You know, all of that are are values-based culture. Fun and dynamic environment. You want to make it fun. You know, I, I encourage all my people to make mistakes all the time, make a lot of mistakes. Just don't make the same ones over and over. Fun day, right? Competitive pay. We got to pay better, folks. I'm working on it. I'm still working on it. And I want to pay better because my team is an investment, not an expense. 401k, oh, annual cost of living raises. We just implemented this one. And I, I'm really proud of that because... When I have an employee come to me, we have one, you know, he'd have to come to me every year or two. Hey, sir, I haven't had a raise in a while. And it was such a big bummer, such a big bummer because it was never a good conversation. It's not a Disney moment. It's not memorable. And recently we, we, we implemented a cost of living raise. So every year, you know, we get a cost of living raise. And it's not performance-based. Just the dollar you made in 2020 is not the same dollar you're making in 2021, is not the same dollar you're making in 2022, especially with inflation, the cost of living and everything. So you want to be mindful of that. So at the minimum, if you still choose to be an employee here, you will get a cost of living raise. And here in California, it's as low as 3% up to 10%. So we're going to be right around 6%. So here was that wonderful moment in one of those huge, wonderful moments. Um, I shared with this team member, hey, isn't your year coming up since your last raise? He goes, yes, it is, sir. Uh, And I said, well, sir, you get a cost of living raise. It's automatically built in now. He says, whoa, wow, sir, the, the last raise you gave me was so generous. And this is the same guy who'd have to come to us and ask us for a raise. 
So that's that's one of those huge wins for the team and for our culture that we're cultivating, right? Because you can count on it. You can count on a cost of living raise somewhere between 3% and 10%, depending what the indicators tell us now. I, I'm so happy to say that, right? And then a 401 pension program, we have a basic 401 safe harbor. We, you know, if you invest into that, that pension program, 3% of your salary, we match it. I think that's awesome. It's free money. It's free money. And when you can say that, that's important. Vacation with pay, that's a big one, right? They should get vacation with pay. Not every time I take off, I'm all freaked out because I don't have money to pay my rent, to take care of my food, et cetera, et cetera. Vacation with pay is important. My next level is deciding how many weeks they get, you know, after year one, after year two, after year three. That's important. And if they're not using that vacation, it should not carry over. I'm going to tell you why. Because you want them to take vacation, to rejuvenate, to revive. That's uber important. You know, as long as they don't do it in the middle of day camp, right? Medical allowance, my top tiered people all have a medical siphon. I want to get to the point where we have a medical plan. You know, if I can roll my family into it and my kids and do all of that, that would be really cool. That'd be really cool, but we're still working towards that. Right now we do a medical siphon for our first tier salary people and a clear path of advancement. If I can show you that you can get to that point, I'm always telling my people, we will open more schools if you wanna be you know, in that position. Remember, I invest, I have my consulting business, I'm trading these multiple revenue streams other ways, but the only way my team's gonna make more money by opening more locations. And we're in the position to do that if and when they are ready. That's important. So to always plant that seed, plant that seed. You can go from working as a volunteer to a paid position in camp, 20 hours a week part-time. You could do, you know, work up to the position of a lead instructor, 40 hours a week. You can work up to the position where, you know, you can run the location. You can work up to where we open another location and you can even buy into it. We can open it together. There's so many scenarios, but if you show there's advancement, then maybe they won't leave when college rolls around. Cool. And then personal vision support. This is a big one for me. Um, it's very, very important that I know what your personal vision is for your life. And anything we can do to supplement that, support that, we're all for it. Like we got a couple, you know, lead camp counselors. They come home every year from college and they work with us. Love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All day, I love it. So that's a big one for me as well. Johnny, what's happening, Johnny Morse? Are these for full-time employees or is it part-time included? Everything, part-time, um, community term is a long investment. Uh, competitive pay is part-time, full-time. Annual cost of living, part-time, full-time. Makes no difference. Foreign pension program. Yeah, you have to do, I think, full-time, like 30-something hours a week. Uh, vacation would pay full-time again, medical allowance uh, full-time. Yeah, those are all full-time, Johnny. Okay, the perfect prototype team member. You know, let's let's take a look at that. I, I think it's really important. I'm always looking for what they call my second. You should be looking for somebody to replace you because the most volatile part of a mom and pop personality driven business is if the owner gets sick or hurt, can't work a day again in his life, that business is done, 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 done. So you need that second. And for me, the most important person right now is on the mat, right? Because if you can replace me on the mat, then the product can be delivered. So that's 
Number one, when you're looking for a second, they should be able to replace you on the mat. But it's it's, it's bigger than that. If you want them to run a location, manage teams, hire fire, this is TJ. TJ is my right hand, left hand. I would call him my partner more than anything today. And TJ can do everything I do, pretty much everything I can do, right? I'm still working on his vision and, and his creativity and things like that. But TJ can pretty much do everything I can do. Some things he does much, much better. So perfect prototype teammate. They get the purpose and lives the why. Ours is live your best life. You walk, talk, and preach it, right? In every thought, word, and action, live your best life. You eat healthy, you're fit, you're mentally sound and positive and engaging, you know, you lead by example, all those things, right? They love to give through service. And when I see people go the extra mile, you can't teach that. You can't. You either have that person that's extremely helpful, that loves to give, that thrive on it, or they're not. Right. So that's a real hard one. That's why we don't just do uh, looking at your resume, looking at your Facebook page, looking at your LinkedIn, because all that you, you can fluff up. It's the phone interview. It's the probationary period of three months, because if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And we're, we have no challenge with that where we are today. Right. If you're not a good fit, you're not a good fit. We won't know that till we start dating and hanging out for a couple months. They're dependable and reliable. You can't teach that. You show up late for work consistently, I'll ask you, what can we do to support you? We notice data that uh, you've clocked in 15 minutes after your shift began. Try to avoid negative words like you're always late, you know, that's inconsiderate, things of that nature. We'd never say that, but I would say, hey, Johnny, sir, I notice you have a challenge. You've clocked in 15 minutes after your start time, three days this week. What can we do to support you? You hear the difference? Hey man, you're always late. It's not cool. It's inconsiderate. I'm going to dock you. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't work, right? It doesn't work. And it doesn't show that you support them and their challenges. Trustworthy and loyal. I can't teach you to be trusted, trustworthy. If you're someone who steals, you're someone who cuts corners. You're somebody who doesn't go the extra mile. I can't teach you that. Loyal. I can't teach you loyalty, That either you are or you're not. But we can help promote that by creating the most optimal environment. One of the things I said about maximizing the student experience, maximize the team experience. Create that for your people and they'll serve your your students better, right? Growth-oriented learner. People who love to learn have a good good fit in what we do. They simply do. Let me check. Uh, Kabir, once you see great talent, how do you approach and train them? How often is your training for full and part-time staff, sir? Awesome, sir. You know, from day one, I think Hanshi Kovar says that so well. Plant seeds early and often, Kabir, because you don't know what's going to take root, what's going to produce the best fruit. That's why they grow all these freaking, you know, apple trees. And then they weed out the ones that are, you know, that, that are sickly, that don't grow well, that, that have stunted in growth. And I mean, that's, that's a process too. So you want to plant seeds early and often. We do that all the time. All the time, all the time. Then we have a leadership program, instructors in training experience. That happens once a month for two weeks, for two hours, hour and a half, I should say. Then TJ trains the team every Friday for about an hour and a half. So we're always training, but I'm finding more and more in today's contemporary society is that people, you know, five-minute power huddles in the moment, that type of organic, real-time training and mentorship is much more valuable every Monday, two hours, not today's, not today's team member. I would rather see somebody doing something inappropriate, go in there and work with them right away, right away, right away. 
And that's super powerful, right? The ability to pivot and adapt. I had one of my counselors reach out to me during this right now and say, hey, it's really hot, hot in the park. Can we make an adjustment and bring everybody back early? We'll do the games that we were going to do outside and do them indoors. That's autonomy. That's taking leadership. I'm happy to back you up on that. And I think that, that that's just crucial. That's vital to everything that we do, everything that we do. Hmm. Very good. Very good. So take a deep breath. You know, for me, I, I want to be a better leader. I want to be a better employer. I want to be a better boss. I mean, I, I, I could go on and on with that. On and on, on and on, all day, every day. Because I think overall, we are terrible bosses in the martial arts industry because we live and die. I'm trying to make sure I can see everybody's messages. We live and die from I'm the master, you're the lowly student. And that's okay when you're a student. The challenge with that is you never learn to communicate at a higher level. And me and TJ have turned a lot of corners. Sometimes we'll butt heads, but that's human. That's being human. But I remember that time in the shopping mall and we were eating in the food court. And I don't know how old he was, his early 20s, but he was literally on the verge of tears because he couldn't talk to me. He felt anything came out of his mouth was disrespectful and he was frustrated. And I took that as my fault. I had to make changes in communication. I had to be autonomous. I had to open the door. I had to be more empathetic and tolerant because I need his input. It's so valuable to me. And if you got somebody in their 20s on the verge of tears, you suck. And I sucked and I was willing to own that. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. We're better at communicating today. You know, and I think we get better all the time. So a respectful communicator, right? And there it is right there. See, I wasn't even on that one. I was still on the growth-oriented learner. But see, it's there. I got to do better. I got to be better. And I got to tell them it's okay. It's okay, right? You know, I realize I'm 60 years old. I know a lot of stuff. I can't expect a 20-year-old kid to think the way I do and to be frustrated with them and to display that. That, that frustration. It's common sense. You should know that. Obviously, it's not. Obviously, it's not. I need to be a more respectful communicator. I need to be better at that. Cool? And, and vice versa. Again, you know, you want a team player. I love team players just because I am a team player. I come into the school. I clean one bathroom, hit the walkie-talkie. Can somebody get the other one? I am always willing to step up for my team, right? This weekend, um, I normally have Saturdays off. Guess what? TJ's dog had some minor surgery. He said, can you cover for me tomorrow? I'm saying, yeah. And by God's will, my son's basketball games are later that afternoon. I get to teach the morning shift tomorrow and it doesn't affect my family time. Love it. Monday, I need to go in to train one of our lead counselors who's coming back from college. He missed all the team training. I will be there at 7.45 a.m. with a smile on my face, ready to train him because that's what a team player does. And if you're unselfish and empathetic, Ooh, that's a good one. You're an unselfish person. You're going to be an asset to any team, any team. I remember a lot of these young people have no work ethic, folks, right? They haven't worked. This is their first job. So you have to lead. And that means you direct a lot of traffic. And I like real-time direction, especially in martial arts classes and different things. So I'm not big, Johnny, on that two-hour staff training. But as I shared, once a month for an hour and a half, we have a virtual online training every week on Fridays. I, it's a Friday virtual training. TJ trains the team on the curriculum we're teaching next week. And I myself meet with TJ every Tuesday for about an hour to go over what's going on at both locations. And I'm super active on real-time training. 
real-time training in the moment. And they lead by example. And most important, they can replace you, right? You want to become a real entrepreneur, create passive income. People are working for you. And then you ask yourself, what would the dollar value be for that person? What would it be? Anybody? Put it in there. What do you believe the value would be for a person like that? Put it in there. I want to know. What do you believe that would be worth to you? 80,000, 100,000, 200,000? Well, I'm going to share with you the McDonald's model. The average McDonald's brings in over $2 million a year, right? Guess how much the owner takes home, the franchisee. He takes home $150,000. Clear. $150,000, clear. The rest of that money is spent on rent, expenses, supplies, and investing in a team. I get it. That's where you have to have multiple locations. I get it. A good business model that's running multiple locations are paying people well. And again, I believe across the board in our industry, we do not pay well. And it starts with we don't charge properly. We need to charge better, but you need to become that Apple, folks, right? That Apple is what? Premium product, premium price. Say it with me. Premium product, premium price. We, we, we need to do that. And, and I don't believe we do that really well. We need to do that so much better. So much better. So much better. Cool. All right. So culture, learning, and growth. This is a big one. You know, I'm very passionate about a purpose-driven company. I find people, I, I trip how people love going to work at Facebook. The majority, I'm just walking around this campus going, this is incredible. It was incredible being at Meta. I was like the land of Oz. I kid you not. And people are happy to be there. Do people come into your work happy or they drag an ass when they come through that door every time? Retrain, relocate, or replace. Remember that. So collectively cultivate your purpose and why. I'm always asking my team, always, always asking my team and cultivating their purpose and why. Cool. Provide an environment of experimentation. We're disruptors, we're early adopters, we're forward thinkers. And in this brave new world, you know, they talked about that yesterday at Promac. They said, hey, man, how many of you thought we were ever teaching virtual? There we were. How many of you are running CRM systems, right? We have no front desk anymore, pretty much. We have no program director. It's all kiosk-based, all through iPads and QR codes. Whoever thought that? Whoever thought we wouldn't be sparring for a couple of years because of virtual in this pandemic? Again, we want experimentation. That's how you grow. That's how you grow. And when it comes to curriculum, that's a big one. That's a big one. And when I spoke about the, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I said, what would it be like? Not fear-based, hope-based, where your team believed they needed you. Wow, as much as you needed them. Would it be like if your students believed they needed your martial arts training versus it's an extracurricular activity. What would that be like? Man, it'd be so easy to run a business at that point, right? So I want to provide an environment of experimentation because it helps people grow. Welcome and encourage creativity and autonomy. It's okay to make mistakes. Making the same mistake over and over, not a good day. But in the heat of battle, right? I saw a kid in dodgeball throw a ball Literally two feet away from a counselor, two feet away, threw a dodgeball, hit a counselor in the face. They were on the same side, on the same team, because he thought it was funny. So what did this counselor do? She took a ball and threw it back at him. Wrong. Both sides wrong. So what did I do in the middle of my virtual kickboxing class? I stepped out behind that door and I pointed a finger. And with a stern voice, I said, excuse me, sir, that is not appropriate. You do not throw that ball at a counselor's face. 
And man, is that a good choice? And I looked at the lead counselor and she interjected. I went back to teaching my virtual kickboxing. Those are in the moment battle things that will happen. And you have to, because if it's an unsafe situation, you need to nip it in the bud right away. But beyond that, you know what that conversation would have been like if it was safe? Lead counselor, you know, uh, come on over here, Miss Kristen. Look out there, ma'am. What do you see? What do you see? Oh, God, I see them hitting. Okay, great. Wonderful, ma'am. Boom, and she'll take care of it. So you want to promote those opportunities to encourage creativity and autonomy. I don't want control and command leadership. That does not build a rock star team, right? I'm, I'm the boss. You're the lowly employee. That does not build a rock star team. It needs to be gone. Implement your team's ideas that fulfill your why. I love it, right? I get that text. It's really hot out here in the park. Can we bring the kids back early? Yes. Love it. I love it. So I implemented their ideas in real time through a text while I'm in the middle of the show. They're happy. They feel like I respected their decisions. Yes. I could have said, no, they must be in the park. They must stay there until after lunch. They must because I'm the boss. I'm the Lord of the land. You see, I mean, it sounds silly, but that's fundamentally what that all comes down to. And then be committed to making your team better than you. Be committed. I want them to be better than me, but I get it. I get it. I'm the master. I'm the black belt with all the freaking knowledge. You know, let me spar you on your black belt test for thousands of rounds and kick the crap out of you just to remind you I'm still the black belt. You're not. Hey, man, I'm 60 years old. I stand up and I go jab. And that freaking hand was five minutes after my mind was thinking about it. I don't want to stand toe to toe with a 70 year old kid. It's not a good day either way. Right. Nor do I want to. But you have to be secure enough in yourself and who you are to know that I'm a teacher now, right? Could you imagine if somebody like, I don't know, the coach of the 49ers stepped out there on court and tried to play right now? Could you imagine Steve Kerr of the Golden State Warriors trying to put on a uniform and play? It would never happen, right? We're, again, one of the only industries that do that, right? Get rid of that. Be done with that. Make your team's version of success your purpose. I want to know what's successful for you. You want to come back during the summers and work for me when you come home from college? Absolutely. And you'll come home to a raise, at least a cost of living raise. See? And then explore. You know, I want you to team up with somebody. Well, we can't do that today, you know, because this is a different environment. But team up with somebody in your business and, and, and express that purpose and why. Convince them why they should choose to be part of your team. That's an important one. If you don't know your purpose and why, how are you going to get this team member excited? Kabir, you see somebody you think could be rock star on your team, right? You say, how do I approach them? You have that freaking elevator pitch down. I shared that yesterday, your elevator pitch. You get in an elevator with the most influential person that could move the needle in your business. What do you tell them before you get to the third floor? We teach focus. We teach discipline. Oh, why? If I was in an elevator with somebody asked me, what do you do? I help people. Teams, businesses, and companies live their best life. That's before he even pressed the button to go to the third floor. Oh, really? That's interesting. How do you do that? Now we're standing in the lobby. I get the lobby pitch. Then if that works, then I get the latte pitch. And this guy will sit down and have a latte with me. You see where I'm going with that? So if you're going to get somebody new, Kabir, into, in, into your company, you have to be very, very clear on why. They should become part of your team. And it better be as good as Disneyland. It better be good as owning Apple stock all day, every day. 
Cool. All right. And then position description and agreements. We're always working on ours. You know, it's still something that's never ending. The description defines everything they will do and is expected of them, right? You cannot delegate what you can't define. You must be really clear about that. It's not common sense. It's not you've been here, you're a black belt, go out and teach without any training. You should know what to do. No, no, no. If I can see it, I can be it. And if you define everything they will do and it's expected of them, it is, it's, it's as detailed as it is fluid because things are changing all the time and subjected to change. Well, you said to do it this way. That is exactly what I said. But now it's different. And before that used to be un, un, unfashionable. My team would say, you're always changing things, Professor. You're always changing things. Well, you know what? Change is the key to success. And through this pandemic, that's been one of our saving graces, one of our strengths. So now my team is extremely fluid. And we let them know that this is your description to start. That can change at any minute, at any time. So be ready for that. Because that's the type of dynamic environment we promote. Cool? All right. And then in agreement... The position agreement states what both parties agree to as far as pay, hours, who they report to, et cetera. Be clear, concise, and clearly understood by both parties. Cool? And then again, this is something I want you to work out with your team. Sit so, so with your second, start writing descriptions for different positions and that agreement. Cool? All right. And I did that. I did that. We still have eight minutes to go in today's show. So put your questions in there. I'm ready for them. Maria, what's up, Maria? Jason, we must be seen as an investment, not an activity. Yeah, that's really important. Do you have conversations about improvements through Slack? Absolutely. Absolutely, we do. All the time. I was just talking to TJ about that now. You know, everybody needs to be in Slack. I didn't get to a bunch of the games in training. I need to get to a bunch of games. So I'm going to go in tonight after I go to the Giants games with my sons, and I'm going to record some videos because I want them to rock next week. And if they don't have these videos on how to run certain mods, certain games, then I suck. So I got to pick up the slack and go the extra mile. Happy to do that. Better experience. You know, we're looking at now. Campers are booking for next week. That seems to be the way things work in here. We come to camp with about 80% booked, right? And then the other 20%, you try a week, you love it, you book another week, you book another week, so on, so on. So I want this team to do better next week. I also saw, because I hadn't been in all week, right? I taught that virtual kickboxing, looking out there going, this sucks. This can be done better. We got to da, 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 da. And we're going to pivot into that. And we're going to make a bunch of course correction. We're not reprimanding people. We're making course correction. But I said that in day camp staff training. This is the way it's going to be, folks. We're going to be making a lot of adjustments because a lot of you are coming back. You've only trained for a few hours and we don't expect you to be perfect. But this is a, a very dynamic learning environment. We're going to pivot a lot. A lot. And there'll be a lot of communication. A lot, a lot. I'll be talking to the lead counselors tonight. What did we do well? What can we do better? Talk to me, talk to me. Cool. All right. Put your questions in there. Yep. And I do agree, Jason, you know, as far as language goes. Jason Smith, can you share again the training schedule you use for the instructors and training and your team? Great. Yeah, we do an instructors and training for the lead team, right? The people working pretty much full time every Friday and we're reviewing out the curriculum we're teaching next week. At the end of every month, we do an instructors and training for everybody that's in that experience, right? Anyway, if you get a chance, everybody go to the disruptor page and in under files, I have my first year instructor's experience. Johnny Morris used it. He said it was invaluable to him. 
you know, somebody said that's a hundred thousand dollar doc. I give that to you. I just don't promote it because if you're not looking for data, you're not mining data to fulfill your version of success. Then that's your own damn fault. I have no sympathy for laziness. I have no sympathy for people not willing to do, you know, it takes to be successful. That's your own choice. Someone said, well, why didn't you tell us about it? Why don't you go freaking look? Become part of the disruptor group and look under files. There's hundreds of thousands of dollars of documents in there on birthday parties and everything else to run your school better. You don't want to mind the data? Again, it's your own damn fault, right? And I feel very adamant about that, as you can hear. So yeah, so again, but Jason, I think the big thing, the instructor, yeah, it, it is pure gold. It is. And pretty soon I'm going to pull that doc down and you're going to have to pay me for it. It's been sitting there because I want you guys to be better. Premium product, premium price. If I maximize the team experience, it will maximize the student experience. On and on. But it's amazing how you'll spend $1,000 a month on some Facebook guru to run you Facebook ads, but you won't spend $1,000 a month on somebody to straighten up your curriculum or to, or to help train your team. I train teams all over the world. I work on people's curriculum all over the world. Every one of those schools that work with me, they're doing well today. Very well. Andre Mavis, 500 students. Boom. You know, he, he's been one of my good friends and he's been a follower of, of my, my philosophies and teaching for years. Did it happen in a day? Did it happen in a year? No. But he's at 500 right now and he's just singing the happy dance. On and on. On and on. Yep. Johnny's got it. It's gold. Very appreciated, sir. You're welcome, sir. Yep. 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 Yeah. And we're getting ready. Jason put that. We're wrapping up wisdom right now. You know, I'm getting ready. Come September, I'm going to take a break, but come September, I'm going to take on three to four new people for wisdom. Right now, I'm working with five or six. It's a lot because I'm in your back pocket, 24-7, 365. So my next version of wisdom, I'm probably only going to work with three to four people. But I guarantee you, man, I'm going to move that needle. If you do all the hard work, you do all the reading, all the journaling, everything, I will move that freaking needle for you. I know I will because I'm experiencing that right now. With the people that I work with. So if you want a little wisdom, there it is. Up, oh, scan that QR code. Look it up. Start saving your pennies now. You want to make the best investment ever? Wisdom is it. It is. And the people that are doing all the work in wisdom are benefiting the most. But it's a lot of work. Make no mistake, it's a lot of work. And I pull no punches when it comes to that. You know, to be great at something, you got to work your butt off. I work the 80 so I don't have to do 40, right? That's it. But that'll eventually change once you get the team in place, the systems in place, the curriculum is dialed in, your brand is there, the systems are there, everything's in place, guess what? Then you can take the foot off the, off the pedal and we can get into a different vehicle, whatever that might be, you know? But again, I'm passionate about that. All right, so let's wrap this big dog up. We got three minutes. You got any burning desires? Put it in your questions, please. Put your questions and put them in. Cool. And you know, to wrap this up for myself, I want to build something new. People, I, I get criticized. People say, you know, you don't need... You, the industry doesn't need to be fixed. And I like it with contracts and upgrades and belt fees and association fees. I like it. That's cool. I don't want to fix this industry. I want to build something new. I believe in that utopia. And when I look at the 90%, right, making the other 1% of, of the wealth in this industry, while 10% makes 99%, that's appalling. 
So I stand for the hoi polloi. I stand for the single school owner. I work for that because you're in a unique position that a multi, multi-school can't do. You've got that very personalized, a high, high, high level of a personalized service where you can develop the types of relationships where you can charge premium price, but you have to produce a premium product. You do, you do, you do, you do. So if you have that early adopter mindset, if you have that need to create something and you're just sick and tired of being fed the same old stuff, if you really believe there's nothing new to be offered you in the industry, then Come hang with us at the Disruptors. Come to It's Time Live Believe. Come be part of the Disruptor Group and think about wisdom because most of the data I'm mining is really outside of our industry. And if we can behave a little bit like an Apple or a Google, the potential is unlimited. Why is Apple who they are? Why, why is, is Meta, all of Facebook, who they are? Why is it that Facebook has 80,000 employees where we're struggling to get one or two good people? Why? Well, that's the data I want to mine, because if we can use even a little bit of that, I think we're going to be better off than we've ever been. You feel me? So I want to thank my sponsors one more time. Big hand to Market Muscles, Kids of Life Skills, my studio, LC Accounting. Thank you so, so much, you guys. I'm grateful to them because as an influencer for their products, I'm allowed to do what I want to do. And again, think about coming to It's Time Live Believe. Scan that QR code. Scan it. Scan it right now. Get signed up for the one day, two day, or four day. It will blow your mind. It will change the way you think, which is the key to your success. And ask anyone who's been there. I can't say enough about it. Coo, coo, coo. All right. Wisdom. There's the code. Scan that. Take a look at that as well. I want to say I am Brandon Belisa. I want to thank everybody as always, as always, for choosing to spend your valuable time with me. But more importantly, please. Take that information, do something amazing with it, create your version of success, do what nobody else has done, because isn't that why we're here? We're not here to be like everybody else. We're not here to simply be sheep being led to slaughter. You are special, but in order to deserve the best, you have to be and do your best. No excuses. If you don't read, it's your own damn fault. If you don't journal, it's your own damn fault. If you're not willing to invest in yourself and spend money as an investment into your team and your learning, it's your own fault. Just own it. Cool? Hey, I'm Brandon Beliso. You can subscribe to Success Never Sleeps through all the podcast platforms, watch back episodes, also my podcast, Mindful Meditations. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Lots of good learning there. Become part of the disruptors. Don't miss out on that. Follow me at Instagram everywhere at Facebook. For everything else, please go to brandonbeliso.com. Until we talk again, you go out there, live your best life.